You're listening to a DM podcast. G'day guys, welcome to the Talking League Round 18 live Q&A. I'm your host TK, we've got a full house tonight. Jakey smiling, look at you, congratulations on your win last night mate. Thoroughly deserved Queensland, absolutely smashing us. Thanks, mate. That was an awesome game. Uh, Queensland played unreal. Uh, a bit worried, though, with a lot of these players not backing up. Might be a few red dots this week. Yeah, we've got plenty to talk about tonight, but a couple of Kiwis in the house down the bottom. Jay Warrior, thanks for you. Thank you for joining us again, my man. No, good to be here. Yeah, what a cracking game last night. Jay Warrior, who do you go for? Uh, yeah, I, I'm not hard and fast, but I'm probably on the Maroon side. And uh, I can give some context for that is uh, from being from Canterbury, our arch enemy are Auckland, okay. and Auckland's represented by blue. So anything blue, I tend to hate. There you go. Last but not least, we've got Kyle Lomas, a.k.a. Pretend Queenslander. Why are you so happy, mate? <laughs> oh, bro, I just, I'm stoked, mate. Not just because Queensland won, but Gag, I smashed Burden. What, are you going to cash down to him, are you, mate? Like the rest nah, of the boys are? Nah. No, no, no. Just do I'm it, just happy. It was a good, it was, mate, it was just a good game, bro. Like, man, it was from one minute to 80 minute, there was action every minute of the game, and it was just a cracker, man. Best game I've seen for quite some time. I think it might be the best game I've seen ever. It really is. <laughs> yeah, not far off, not far off. All right, boys, before we get everyone's questions in, people that are watching now, get your questions in, and we'll cover that all the way through the show. Let's talk trades before that, because... Actually, Jackie, you've got an injury report. Why don't we do the injury report to start, and then we can do yeah, a bit on the trades, man. Bring that up first. Um, so, just out of origin, we've just got uh, Harry Grant. He put up with a uh, glute cork, um, but he's expected <laughs> to play. Uh, Matt Bowen had, uh, Burton had that swollen cheek, um, but he's expected to play as well. Um, the ones who will be missing, though, Cam Murray, Cobbo, and Collins, they all, all had that um, those HIAs in the first few minutes of the game. Um, they're all going to miss round 18 just due to the con- concussion protocols. They won't have enough time. Um, just a bit of late mail in, too, uh, at 6 p.m. So from the Cowboys, Dearden, Tulungi, Holmes, uh, Nat and I, all those guys won't be playing. They've all dropped out. Gilbert's still in the 17, but um, you probably expect him to drop out. Um, you got Leilua on the bench who could uh, come in, so he's one to wait and see on. Yeah, that, that's all out of origin. Nice. Harry Grant with his corked bum. Oh, I'm going to wait <laughs> the very last second for that one just to see how my team <laughs> flies. But, boys, let's talk trades. Kyle, who are you thinking right now in terms of your trades, man? Yeah, so um, I before origin I had four crackers locked in, but obviously um, Cam Murray not playing um, uh, removed one of those. Uh, I'm looking at Penasini and Tago to uh, uh, New Brown and Damian Cook. Yeah, nice. I'm thinking New Brown as well. Bit of depth just in case anything happens in the back end. Probably trade Will Penasini at this stage and then make a late call on Cheese, whether to trade him out for Harry Grant, whether it's this week or next week. But Jay Warrior, you're smiling there. What are you thinking? I'm just laughing at I'm just laughing at your Brandon Smith and how he's just dogged you twice. Twice, <laughs> twice. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm looking at maybe upgrading. Uh, who's that dud from the Rabbits that we all got for one game? Peoples. Yeah, Peoples. So trading out Peoples and upgrading them to Harry Grant. Okay, that's a, that's a massive upgrade. And <laughs> Jakey, what are, what's your trades, man? Uh, I'm not looking too bad this week. Got, uh, i only got two red dots in Cleary and Yo. So I do have Mam there. I want to, I've got 220k extra to upgrade Mam to someone, but 
Uh, still waiting to see. I can upgrade him to a half, or if Grant's rested, I might have to upgrade him to a hooker like a Marnie or Bradley. But I'm uh, just waiting and seeing at the moment. Probably might might actually hold. Yeah, good trades. All right, ladies and gentlemen, get your questions in. Got a few here already. Let's start. Ryan Ainsworth. Now, actually, we won't start on Ryan. We'll come back to that one. I want to start on Ponga. Paul Ockett, Ollis, what do we think about Ponga? Now, boys, he hit a ton last night and was ultra impressive. Kyle, we'll start with you. What's your thoughts on Ka- He's 490K, so got to break even in that 44 mark, but any interest in him? Yeah, after last night's performance, yeah, no, Origin and, and, and NRL is totally different. Um, I don't. I think Kong has bottomed out. I don't think we're going to get him any cheaper than what he is now. You know, he's got that forty-four odd break even. So I think you're going to see him start hit those sort of low to mid forty scores. Can start consistently doing that. And as with you guys have talked about before, um, the Knights have got a pretty good run home. And I think um, his combination with um, Milford and then um, Jaden Braley adding that extra dimension out of dummy half could really unlock Caelan Ponger in the middle and and um, start to see him score some better points. Yeah, that run home. We've got Manly Roosters. Dogs, Tigers, Broncos, Canberra, Titans, and then they'll get smashed by the Sharks last round. But Jay Warrior, thoughts on Carlin after last night, mate? Oh, I just hope he's not another gay guy and can only uh, play good with a Maroons jersey on. I picked Ponger up early in the season, and he got the 100, and he turned up, and I thought, oh, this is great. I'm, I'm like a winner. And then he just started out for a while. So, yeah, I think you can probably wait a week at least maybe two weeks and see if he's just a Queensland special or whether he can actually do it for club. But I probably, I like what Kyle's laying down and the fact that having a full strength Newcastle team will mean it's not just Ponga and he can insert himself when he needs to. And that way he'll be more effective. Yeah, Jake, I'm going to put a free date on him. Like we know his quality, 2020 average 58. I would like to see him goal kick because Milford was kicking in the last few weeks. So probably that one game, because the last game he played against the Raiders, he scored 56. Obviously scored a ton last night. And I'll include that last last night's score as well. But what's your thoughts with your interest in Ponga? Yeah, he's sort of fallen off the cliff this year. I'm not, I'm not too sure yet. Yeah, he was goal kicking in that last game he played in round 15. So... I think he probably should get it back. I think he's a better goal kicker than Milford, so I think he'll get it back. And he last night he just looked fit. Like he didn't look like he was carrying any niggles and he was actually like running into the line as hard as he could. So I think he's probably a good buy, he's good value at the moment, but I'd still prefer the likes of Teddy and Pap to to be honest. But if you want to cut price option, he's pretty good price at the moment. What I'm thinking, boys, I guess Latrell's only a few what, about seventy K higher, but if most people got locked in Teddy and they've got locked in Hines and you can't afford anyone else, it's not a bad little play to go to Ponga if you can't afford anyone else in your cap because we know the quality from the past. He must be on a massive high after last night. And it'll be interesting to see, as Kyle mentioned, great little run home there for the run home. So I wouldn't mind backing him, but I've got to see him score one more 50 and I've got to see him goal kick. And if he does that, then I'm ultra interested in getting on Kalen Ponga. Well, on Newcastle players, we'll talk Dwayne. Dwayne wants to know, should we cash down to Gags? Jay Warrior, what's your thoughts on Dane Gagai? Nah, it's a pass for me. Centres is not a position that we probably need to run anyone in. We've got those quality high-end centres that most of us have already got two and we've probably got a backup hanging around. If we're going to cash down, is not the guy. And at this late stage in the season, if we're cashing down, we want to cash down as low as possible so that we've got maximum money to gun up at the other end. Yeah, I don't mind that. Jakey? Yeah, no, not for me. I don't think I'll be touching him. Like, he's 
hasn't been great recently. So, and even though the Knights have a little bit of an easy draw coming back, but I'd, yeah, cash down to some 220k personally, I, I wouldn't be going there. Yeah, I think so. I think it's a void. I think we can do much, much better. We'll keep moving on. We'll get to the next question. Sorry, we just had a little bit of technical issues there with Kyle. Kyle, are you back with us now, my man? Yeah, I'm here, mate. Can you hear me all right? Yeah, perfect. Now, did you have any cool. interest in Dane Gagai? Nah, um, as Jay Warrior said, you're pretty much spot on there. If you're, uh, you've already got all those top uh, centres, those high-end guys, um, and as you said, if you're going to cash down, you want to go far lower than his current price. You see he's probably bottomed out, but it's not someone I'd be chasing, that's for sure. Perfect. All right, next question. Ryan Ainsworth, Marnie Panasini Walters. He wants to cash this out to Dewey, Cook, and uh, Mata Mua. Jakey, what's your thoughts on this one? For me, before you just go, Adam Dewey, I just need to see him in that kind of structure. We'll talk about the Tigers in a sec. What's your thoughts on this one? Yeah, with the, well, he's got 200k left, but so I'm guessing that's what he got from the money to Dewey. Um, if, he can, if he can afford just Penasini and Walters, because they're both sort of those mid-range cows that have sort of peaked, and you're trading two you know, peaked cows out for a cash down, a cash out, and a gun and cook. So I'd be definitely doing those last two, but I'd probably wait, yeah, on the Marnie to Dewey one. I wouldn't want to do that one yet. Um, give Dewey a week, just wait and see what his role's like, see how many kick meters he gets, um, see if he retains that goal kicking. Um, and Marnie's still, I, I don't mind Marnie as a backup hooker for your run home too. He's a perfect person to have on your bench as hooker cover. And he's not going to, you know, cost too much more than... You know, like sort of someone like uh, Reese Robson, he's a lot less than him, scoring not quite the same, but somewhere close to him. Yeah, let's talk about how the Tigers we think might line out. Joe Warrior, I've got a feeling with the three halves on there, I think they're going to have Brooks on the left, they're going to have Dewey on the right, and they're going to have Hastings right in the middle, like a bit of a link. What's your thoughts, kind of, on the strategy you think they might employ on Sunday? I think you've hit it spot on, and I think while it could be all right for Hastings to get a few tackles in the middle... He's not going to have the kicking metres that he had, so that will sort of get made up there. And I think the problem with getting a lot of Tigers players is it could be the Dogs 2.0. We all had a lot of Dogs in the middle of the season and then realised they're a rubbish team and we're all trying to ship them out of our team. And now we seem to be loading up on Tigers. You know, we've got Pole, uh, the Matamuas on the scene, Dewey's on the scene. Uh, a lot of people got Joe O last week. I've got Hastings, so I don't want to be stuck with four or five Tigers at the back end of my season, so it's getting ugly. So Yeah, I think so as well. Let's move on. Aparama, Kyle, thoughts on picking up Jason Tamulolo for the run home? And also, he's wondering, is Matt Burton a trade-out? They have a bit of a hard run. What's your thoughts there? Nah, definitely keep Burton. Um He's proven now that he, he's a centre-keeper and he has been all year or up until everyone picked him up about round 10 onwards. Um, but, nah, definitely hold on to Burden. You need him in your centres. Him and um, Aitken are the two top guys, so don't don't let him go. Uh, Tamalot is an interesting one. I, I'm just wondering how his minutes are um, going to change with uh, Ruben Cotter back in, what, about round 20-ish. Mm. Um, he just hasn't quite hit the hit the highs of previous years um, so I just don't quite think he's at that level where you want him in the back end of the season, unfortunately. I think there's some better options around his price as well. Um, fellas like Mitch Barnett, um, maybe Tyson Brazil, depending on how he pulls up, pulled up after last week's slight niggle. Um, but I think, yeah, I think there's some better options around that price. 
Yeah, I think if you don't have him, you don't want to bring him in because you've got guys like Pat Carrigan and Cameron Murray that are better than him. So if you you can upgrade, I think you definitely go to one of those two, mate. All right, next question. Jakey, Matamua versus Booth. Like, we don't know a hell of a lot about both. Like, Booth, he's played a handful of games last year but didn't start a game at hooker. But we know he was talked up a little bit in the offseason, had some good raps from Storm. But Matamua made his debut last week at Sinbin. But if you were to pick between these two as a cashy, what's your thoughts there? Yeah, both these guys are fairly similar. They're both sort of those uh, younger, younger players. Both the Tigers and Titans have, have seen just be shuffling around the, the deck chairs um, and starting some of these young guys. Both are about the same price. So I, I wouldn't mind. I'd look at your team. If you need, most teams are chasing more hooker cover. Like most of us already have a lot of second rowers and um, front rowers. Um, so Booth might be the one, way to go. I think they probably score similar-ish, maybe 30 to 40-odd if they retain their position. Um, but, yeah, I'd probably lean towards Booth just because I think hooker cover is probably a bit more valuable at this stage of the year. I like it. Now, Jay Warrior, Chris Borrell. Now, he's not going to get – he wants Pongs, mate. He's going to do it. But if you had to trade one guy out of Jacob Carraz and Xavier Savage, who would you choose? Uh, my good friend, Seabulls. Oh, is this one uh, of your mates? Yeah, yeah. Uh well, I think Savage could be in a bit of trouble. I I just think a lot of his goodest better scores came from scoring tries and he is quite explosive. I actually quite like Karaz. It'd just be nice if he actually got named at centre. Yeah. They'd have that uh, duel. But he's scoring well and he looks a lot more active. I'd probably get rid of Savage. But I yeah, you get Pongs now, uh Burrell and uh We'll see who ends up on top. Yeah, a bit of news out of the Dogs. They have a few outs, and Kraz was named on the wing, and Braden Burns was going to play in the centres, but it looks like he's going to shift into the centres now because the other young centre, what's his name again? I'll bring it up now. Uh, Shop. Uh, Shop. Aaron Shop. Yeah, Aaron Shop's out with COVID. So he's getting replaced by Declan Casey, the guy that unfortunately got knocked out on debut. So I assume that he's going to go into the wing and then Jacob would go into the centres, as they've normally done there. Let's move on. Okay, Divonte. Cheese is my only hooker, boys. I'm trading him out with Penasini. I'm torn on bringing in Grant or Cook this week, or do we go a Smokey in Braley? Guys, like, I've, I've got this problem myself, and what I'm thinking is I'm going to wait till because they play 2 p.m. on Sunday, just kind of wait and see how the, the round unfolds a little bit. If I score well, I'll probably avoid just doing any trades, just in case, because there's always the possibility they have had a game this week, and then this is their second game within five days. Injury, like the injury rate and all that sort of stuff does dramatically go up. So if you don't have to make the trade, for me, I don't think I'm going to. But, Jay Warrior, what's your thoughts on this one? Yeah, I think you've hit the nail on the head there. Like, we want to wait as late as possible, but the good thing there is, is he can wait till the game you know, half an hour before the game and then pull the trigger and go cheese to Grant and is and it's an easy switch out. I think you know, I've been going through this dilemma between Grant and Grant or Cook. Cook's obviously our premier player, but he's also the premier price. Mm. Grant's probably still going to go up at the end of the season in price. And so if we can save 100K now and have him this week, it's a really good option. But if his rank's a little bit lower and he's trying to make up ground. I actually quite like Braley. He's going to play 80 this week. 
and nights could be starting to sort of start trending upwards. So it'd be a great pod to have. Oh, we're talking Jaden Braley. Yeah, that's who I assume he's talking about. Okay, nice. He could be talking about Blakey as well. But that's how I'm going to put out to the cast here. Grant versus Cook. Who averages more on the run home? Jakey? I'll go Cook. I think uh, Rabbitohs are just – because they're still fighting for that eight spot. So I think Cook's going to play 80 minutes, and he's going to be playing hard every game trying to get those wins. I think Grant coming to the finals, they'll probably like to rest him a little bit, uh, make sure he's fresh for the finals. Nice. Kyle? Yeah, I'm saying Cook. He doesn't have too much hooker competition around him, whereas uh, if um, the Storm need to, they can uh, rest Grant for you know 20 or 30 minutes. We know – Harry Grant scores well where he doesn't need 80 minutes, but there's more in, in, uh, there's more potential for Valiate to rest Grant than there is for um, um, Demetrio to rest Cook. Jay Warrior. Yeah, Cook will obviously average more, but the question we've got to ask is by how much more? If it's by 10 points over eight rounds, it's 80 points. 200K, can we spend that 200K somewhere else and make up 80 points? Can we make up 100 points? So that's the dilemma that we have to look at our team and work out where do we need or where can we spend that 200K to get the biggest bang for our buck. If it's if we need a premium hooker, that's it. But if we need to make it up in a, uh, a win fullback, then we might spend it on getting a teddy over a ponger. Boys, I'm going to go against you. I'm going to say Harry Grant's going to outscore him. I just think that I don't think he's going to get rested now because they're just falling too far behind. And to turn their season around, I think he's going to have to play some big minutes. And the good thing what the Storm have done with him is they already started managing him like six weeks ago, while the Rabbitohs haven't managed Cook at all. So at what stage does the Rabbitohs have to actually manage Cook? And at what's does Latrell coming back, does that pull attacking stats away from Cook? So it's going to be an interesting one. Yeah, it's a narrative one that I don't think... We have considered the because Latrell's been out and he's been kind of putting him on his back a little bit. How much has that taken out of his tank? And then how much less does he have to do? Because Cody's obviously going to start the fine form. Latrell's now starting start finding form, and the influence that he needs to have on the team is probably going to be less and less. Well, on the flip you side. Can you can look at that a different way too. Like Latrell's starting their sets off now, so you, you you can turn that around. So if Latrell's taking those one or two first play hit ups, mm. Cook could have even played the back, but he could be coming out dummy half week fast. So you know, like if he's if Latrell's just got a quick play the ball, knock three players over, and then Cook goes. You know, you could spin that narrative the complete opposite way too. I reckon. Mm. Yeah, mm. for sure. So the easy thing is buy them both, boys. Buy them both. <laughs> <laughs> Best case scenario, that's what you want to do at the back end of the. The season, isn't it? But unfortunately for a lot of us, we're starting to get trades. A bit <laughs> trade poor and cash poor, so we're mm. trying to cut corners. We'll do this one quickly. Robbie mm. Fisher, Matamua, job security, very low, my friend. Given that they don't even they don't even know what they're doing with their coaching, I would say it's going to be very just topsy turvy. So, be some turbulence for sure. Now, Kyle Matthew Williams, Cook or DCE, which is a great question. Yeah, that's a cracker. Um, at that. That leans back to what Jay Warrior was saying just there about the averages with Grud and Cook. Look, like um, Cook, we're playing a, paying a premium price for. DCE's probably a little bit undervalued at the moment, I think. Um, this DCE's probably got more money to make, whereas, uh, you know, how much more points has got Cook going to score versus DCE? 
it's very, very similar. And if you look at it in that way, you're saving 125 grand by picking up um, Daily Cherry Evans this week. Um, as I said, he's got a 49BE too, which I expect he's going to hit that fairly easily. And I think he's actually still got a bit more money to make, Cherry Evans. So I'd actually go DCE. Yeah, nice. I like it. All right, boys, we'll move over. Chris Rutter. Now, Chrissy wants to know, Smith and Panasini to Pole and Mitchell. Jay Warrior, why don't you take this one away? Yeah. Seems like a solid trade. Pole is one of our best options to cash down to this week. He's, he looks like he's got good job security and he's going to produce probably around that 40 mark for the run home. So, again, he's probably 18th, 19th man, but at a pinch, you're going to run him. And uh, Penasini, uh, or Penasini, he's probably run his race. He's too inconsistent. And, uh, yeah, Mitchell's like a a rich man's Penasini. He's sort of inconsistent, but with a higher floor and a higher ceiling. Nice. All right. Moving on. Uh, Jakey, Dion, top five cash downs. It's an interesting question. Unfortunately, we're going to lose Ronnie Volkman right this week, which is which is devastating because he was going to be a nice catch down. And it'll be interesting to see what they do, especially if the Warriors win this week, whether he uh, CHT keeps his spot. But we know a few cash downs, right? We know Will Kennedy's around that 300 mark. Unfortunately for you, Jay Warrior, Chris Lewis is nowhere to be seen in that 17. So it looks like Kennedy's the man. Anyway, who have I missed here, mate? I know that there's more. We've got Polay. Polay's around that 280 mark, isn't he, mate? Yeah, yeah. got Polay and uh, Matamua, obviously. Matamua was 220 still, so he's basement. Get the most cash possible. Um, you also got, um, if uh, probably not Tass. He's not really cashed out at the moment, but if you if you cut, cut price, see a centre keeper. Like, he's scoring pretty well at the moment. Um, other than that, there's not too many Booth. We obviously talked about Booth as hooker cover, if you need someone for hooker cover. And there's also that, uh, I've no idea, I've never seen him play before, that Gondé Booth for the Titans, Fafida. Um, he could be, who knows. Um, if you, but if you need to bring a fullback and you need someone who's 20, 220k, he potentially could go all right. Yeah, he's well, he's David's cousin. So I've seen him play in the trials and he wasn't too bad. So who knows how he's going to go. But yeah, some, an interesting cash down there one. All right, let's keep moving on. Jay Warrior Landon, McInnes to a DCE. We, would you do it this week or would you just give that extra week just to know that McInnes will be playing this week versus DCE, who's obviously coming off a huge state of origin? I agree. DCE put in an awesome performance last night, and he's got to be gassed. And you've got to think that they're going to have to try and give him a half a footy at the most, but I... I I was amazed that he hadn't pulled out already. I just think, yeah, I don't think it's this week to go DCE. Let's see how he pulls up. And McInnes is listed to play this week. Uh, he should get his 50. You're not going to lose any money. Maybe just hold off a week. Keep a trade up the bank. Yeah, earlier in the show, Jakey said the changes for tomorrow as well. They've added Talakai to the bench, which I'm assuming that Talakai will probably start and then... Connor Tracy will go back to the bench, but that's great for McInnes because that means that the rotation in the middle gets smaller and smaller. So I reckon anyone holding McInnes scored well last week, so I think definitely hold on for another week. Now, Kyle, Stephen Swanson, Ramsey to Mitchell, Mam to IPAP, and Karaz to Pole. We'll give him 155k left in the bank, but what's your thoughts on this one? Yeah, like those, mate. Lock it in. Um, yeah, Mitchell, yeah, he's starting to look dangerous. Mam to IPAP, that's a no-brainer. That's a 
it's probably one of the best um, upgrades I've seen for a while. And um, yeah, Carraz to Pauli, like as Jay Warrior said before, I like Carraz. He's real busy. I traded him a couple of weeks ago, um, but I, I do like Carraz. He he reminds me of he's that Taylor May Brian Tuttle kind of winger. You know, he comes and mm. he gets busy. He wants his hands on the ball, and whenever he's got his hands on the ball, he's always scoring points through you know, the attacking stats or the run meters. So, um, yeah, if you could hold off, I don't think you can. You wouldn't be able to make those other two trades. Um, now, I would lock those three in, actually. I quite like them. Yeah, I do as well, because you've got two players there that you'll have in your top 17, and then you've got a very handy emergency there as well. So lock them in, Steve. Next question, James Shepherds, Lads, what's your thoughts on trading Walters to Ma'am? Sorry, Walters, Ma'am, Karaz, Dillbags. How many trades has he got? Has he got a secret, like... <laughs> How's he doing four trades to DCE Grant? Uh, four trades. That's a what? Walters, man. Nine. Am I counting this right that he's trying to do four Five. trades in a round? Oh. Yeah, that's yeah. not. Yeah. Yep. No, he's doing four trades. Is it, Walters, man. Is it five or four? Okay, cool. Yeah, sorry. I'm just reading this wrong. Sorry, we'll go that. Jay Warrior, is this one of your friends? No, no. No. None of my friends have that many trades left. There you go. Okay. Uh, well, what, what's your thoughts on this one? Yeah, it's, I, I just, again, nervous about trading in Origin players. So maybe just do two trades this week. The Karaz one, I'm interested to see what people are doing here. I quite like the fact that he's going DC and Grant. So obviously he needs cover in his hookers and his um, halves. And a lot of pl- people this week are short, maybe a half with Cleary off to Bali. He, so they're one hooker short, so it's a good way to strengthen your hookers, mm. and then he's obviously cashing down, which a lot of people got to do to boost it up, so yeah, I wouldn't be against holding Mam another week if you're short on a he's got Dillbags and Mam, so maybe keep Dillbags this week and get DC next week. Yeah, I think that's a wise suggestion. Now, Jakey uh, Wayne, he wants to know, Penasini, he wants to trade out to either Latrell Mitchell or Jack Bird. What's your thoughts there? Well, I'm guessing position doesn't really matter for him. I'm guessing this is for a bench player. Um, but, yeah, I'd probably go Latrell. I think he's probably going to average probably a bit more. Jack Bird's been good recently, but he's still been a bit up and down. Like, he's still averaging in, what, those high 30s. Um, and that's that's his career long average, and, he, and his season's role hasn't really changed. He's played five a few times, so it's mostly been in the second row. So, I think Trell's probably the best one in, in this scenario. Yeah, I think Jack Bird. You needed to take a punt a couple of weeks ago. I think his price has probably just gone a little bit too high, especially if you're going to probably carry him as an 18th man. Now, Kyle. Next question is from Ian Williams. He wants to go um, what Maxi King? I'm assuming here. Ben Hunt, Marnie. He they're all out. And he's bringing in the big guns, Cook, Murray, and DCE. Now, Jay Warrior's given us his spill on kind of origin players, and I've kind of backed him up on it as well. But what's your thoughts on this? Should he wait a week on this one? Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't be getting... Yeah, as yeah, Jay Warrior alluded on it before, DCE had a huge game last night. I'd be surprised if he played 80 minutes uh, in Manly's next next outing. Um, you know, his body will be tired. We know Murray's not playing. I, I I feel Cook will play. He, he only played the you know what half an hour uh, last night. But then I like down here Cooler and Savage to Teddy and Manu. Those are two huge upgrades. Um, I and seven hundred k in the bank. Hmm. Yeah. Now I would actually go Cooler and Savage to Teddy and Manu. Those are two real good trades. Is it too volatile to go Manu though? 
with with the news that Kiri's back at training, will we take a punt on him? Like that's the only worry because I love Manu as a player, and we know what he can do at number one and number six. But his scores dramatically drop when he goes to centre, and there's a chance. How much risk can you take with these low trades there, Kyle? Yeah, that, that's a that's a fair call too. But you look in Cooler and Savage. Unless you're go, if you're going to hold hold Cooler, he's he's probably only going to be an 18th man. Whereas Teddy and Manu should be in both of them. Definitely Manu and your 17. So you're basically swapping two guys out that could be a backup in an emergency for two definites that are in your 17. I know the Roosters have got that hard run home, but I think players like Joey Manu and uh, James Tedesco really step up in those huge outing games, um, and 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 they'll come off better off for it, and I think those those are trades that he could lock in. All right, Jay Warrior, next question is from Cameron Bridge. Sitting first in my head-to-head with only two trades left. Jeez, I'm going Karaz to Latrell. What's your thoughts? You've only got two trades left. I don't think Latrell would be in your top 17 players. He'll be your reserve in case one of your top three players is injured. So your top three, obviously, are going to be Hines, Teddy, Pappy would be your top three. And then below that, you've got your Latrell, your Ponga, and your uh, Manly. Garrick. 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 The other three behind. And then you've probably got Karaz sitting in the next tier again. So you probably don't need to score from Karaz at the moment. I think, again, with two trades, you can probably hold. If you could go Karaz to one of the big three, definitely pull the trigger, but maybe just hold fire. Okay, next question, Jakey. Scott Fry, he wants to go Brandon Smith to David Fafita. That's a big play, but what's your thoughts? That is. I actually really like it. Um, from the from the looks of the team list, um, David Feeders looks like he's going to play uh, 80 minutes. Like from the bench, I can't, I can't remember exactly who was on the bench, but Clark was on there, and I think there was three middle forwards. So I think David Feeders lock. Well, he's got that 80 minute role, and he he needs to be playing 80 minutes, David mm. Feeder. Like um, I, I can't understand this idea of him playing 60 minutes off the bench just to keep him fresh. Like if, if you have a marquee player, you want him playing 80 minutes so he's match fit. And the only way to get match fit is playing in the match. So play him 80 minutes and he's mm. he'll score. He, even if he doesn't do anything for 20 minutes, he's still going to have one of those big bullocking runs. So I really like him. Every time David Feeders started second row and played over 70 minutes, he's been awesome. So And he's had a few weeks off now so uh, to rest up. So I think he'll be fresh and ready to go. I, I like this trade. Tell you what, boys. He's got a break even of 74 this week. So he could score 60 and he'll go below 650K, which is very, very juicy. Do we reckon Scott Fry doesn't watch league? Because it must be a tough watch going from Brandon Smith to David Fafita. Both are no, tough watches. It is a roller coaster there for sure. All right, one of our regulars, Brendan Vickery. Now, Kyle, he wants to go Adam Dewey or Ponga this week. He can't wait. Now, he wants to get one because he's got Jason Saab, the fantasy god. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, any of those two are definitely better than old Jason Saab. But, yeah, um, yeah, that's a tough one because, you know, as I said, another Origin player in Ponga who had a huge game and body's going to be pretty tired. And then Dewey, we're sort of still just wanting to have a little bit of a look at him. Um, if I had gunned to my head and I had to pull the trigger, I'd go Ponga. 
Nice. I like it. Especially for this week. We just don't know. We just don't know enough about what how mm. the Tigers are going to come out. So I think that's a fair call. Yeah. All right. Hey, Jason Sub. Yeah, for sure. Jay Warrior Tyson, DC in for Brown, and he wants Teddy in for Garrick. Good moves. You know, you just brought up Garrick, and I actually think he's in the top tier. Are you, are you in, have you got him in that top five? Top five, definitely. I think he's number four at, at the moment, if you look at the rankings. Um, so going from four to possibly three, uh, you must have a very good team. I'd probably be looking to fill other roster spots because I don't think anyone's got their team set yet. And if they have, they must have one massive uh, cash bank because I know I'm struggling. So, um, yeah, I just don't think you need to do that at this stage. Um, but DCE for Brown, yeah, that's an upgrade, a 10-point upgrade, so that's good. But Teddy to Garrick is not a 10-point upgrade, so look elsewhere, I'd say. Yeah, for sure. Jakey, Declan, he wants to know Cook or Burton. That's an interesting question. Yeah, strange question, but uh, definitely, if money's not an issue, Cook's by far out averaging him. Um, so, yeah, Cook for me, I think that's a no-brainer. Yeah, I think if you're going to spend that much money, I'd rather spend it on a hooker than a Santa, that's for sure. Absolutely. All right. And even Burton's still um, technically overpriced as well at the moment. He's he's still on the average of 50, and he's been playing the same role all year. So you, you can't expect him to average more than that 52. I think that's pretty much spot on. Yeah, and we know what his average does dip against the top eight teams as well. So just be careful on that one. All right, next question. Jay Warrior, is it worth all this from Ian Sparrow? Is it worth holding... Uh, Junior Ramon and Karaz this week. I was going to trade for Okawala, sorry, Hamole and Bird. Was going to be taking Aiken, but he's 4K short. So what's your thoughts? Are we holding or are we trading him? Uh, yeah, Olakwatu is definitely a pod, but he's a very high-priced pod. I think there's probably better options in those positions that he could maybe do those two, but both yeah. of those need to be upgraded. Bird probably isn't an upgrade um, because he's not top tier. He's just under that top tier again. So even if you just went one big gun, maybe not Olaquatu, but hey, it's not a bad thing to have a pod and dumb Bird down to uh, Pole or one of those other cash downs, uh, the fella from the Broncos who's getting the start again this week. They obviously mm. like the look of him. Uh, they Hoskins. could be options. Yeah. Interesting, Ola Kowatu. Money for the week after. Top 5,000, only 3% owned, but he's form at the moment. He's an absolute mm. monster. 64, 89, 53, and 61. That's some good scores, and they do rely on him on that right edge quite heavily. So I actually don't mind that trade at all. Let's keep going. Now, Declan here, Jackie. I'm trading Yo and Reed Marnie with 211K in the bank. Who's the best? Mate, I'd hold Yo. Yeah, trading out mm. or trading in. No, it looks uh, like he's trading yeah. out. Yeah. No, I think both are holds for mm. me. Um, use that Use that two lemon somewhere else. I'm sure there's someone else in your squad that's a better trade out than a guy who's averaging 60 and a mm. guy who's averaging, what, 48. So, yeah, use yeah. that money somewhere else. Yeah, and I think with Reed, like a lot of people have been running the gauntlet with him, but he's still hitting like high 40s. To have used him as a second hooker on the bench... I don't mind it, so I'll definitely hold on that one for sure. All right, Declan's back, and uh, Kyle, anyone better than Tass around that? Mate, I actually think Isaiah Tass is doing a great job, and he's more value than his current, what, 390 at the moment. If anything, if you want a cheap center to go start upgrading elsewhere, 
Cole, I reckon Isaiah Tass is still a pretty good buy. Yeah, he's still pretty cheap. Like, what is he? Well, he's about three hundred and sixty odd k, I think it is. Three eighty nine. Um, he's putting up some good yep. scores. Like when he when he when he's getting the opportunity, he's he's actually playing really well. He's someone you you, you definitely could look at buying. Um, I would. Yeah, I, I don't think it's a bad option. I'd I'd pick him up. Yeah, well, I think so some, as well. Uh, Declan, I'd probably pull, pull the trigger on it, mate. All right, Jay Warrior, Cole Taylor. He wants to know for feeder. Oh, no, he's right into it. For feeder is a gun. He loves it. He killed Katani Stangs. I'll give you another question. Kyle just wanted to say that. All right. Uh, Devonta, he's back. Do you think a permanent red dot? This is an interesting one for you, Jay Warrior. You've been around for a long time. Talk to me about the pros and cons of having a red dot, especially in this kind of last seven to eight rounds. It's great because it's giving you options to – because probably at that those final four positions, we haven't quite filled them out yet. So this week, as an example – it might be for me, am I going to take Mam's score or am I going to take Jack Bird's score? Yep. Both are a little bit volatile. So whoever plays first, I can watch, say, well, if he scored 40 or more, I'll just take that money in the bank. Mm. If not, the red dot comes into play. I pull in the other player and trust that he'll go a little bit better. Or if you're worried about someone with a little injury, you could put him in your reserves and, again, if he's not not playing or he comes up lame, you can uh, not have to take that uh, low score. Boys, the last couple of weeks, I'm a little bit worried now about what's happening with this COVID. And I was thinking about getting a red dot, but because it's spreading so quickly and a lot more players are getting taken out, I'm actually thinking of having 21 guys that are going to be playing each week. Jake, have you given much thought? Yeah, exactly the same. I think... I think you can afford one red dot if, if your three other emergencies are good enough to play in your 17. Mm. Um, I can give you an example of my team. So I don't actually have a red dot. Um, I do have Wishart, who's a green dot, but he's sort of my, my 21st man. So I do not want him anywhere near my 17. <laughs> so that's sort of the stage where I'm like, uh, if I get another red dot, then I only have two emergencies that are pen- potentially I can put in my team. So... I, yeah, definitely look at your emergencies. See if you if you're happy playing those last two or three emergencies in your side, go for it. But if there's like two or three players on your emergencies that you would not want in your seventeen, I'd be definitely avoiding a red dot at this stage. Kyle, what's your thoughts, mate? Red dot versus building a squad for the final run. Uh, yeah, I've had Billy Amivali all year, so I've pretty much had one red dot since round two. So um, it's, I've just kept him. I just couldn't be bothered. It's just too cheap to worry about getting rid of. But yeah, definitely with these things that are happening with the flus and the COVIDs, it's really important to be able to drag someone in um, without um, you know worrying that they might only score you a 20. So I think it is pretty important to try and keep uh, pushing on with 21 red dots, uh, green dots as long as possible until that very last last moment when you want to um, cash out and really do one big last upgrade. So um, it is, as Jay Warrior said, it is handy having the red dot and being able to have a choice of who you want, um, but you don't want to do that too early. Nice. All right, boys, we'll move on a few. Uh, sorry, Jay Warrior. I was just going to say, you don't want to bring in a red dot because natural attrition does it for you. So most of us would have thought, oh, we're not going to be able to loop this week. Next minute. Someone's gone to Bali, and Cleary's now a red dot. So we're all looping this week. So it's great. <laughs> all right. Next question, Kyle. We'll go Jira. Uh, Jira wants to know thoughts on a talent made to Aiken. Interesting question. Now he's going to trade someone from the best team in the NRL to one of the worst teams in the NRL. But 
Aiken is probably the second best centre. So, mate, we know it's true. You're living in a fantasy land. Yeah, this is interesting. Um, I'm actually holding Taylor May for the year. I like him, and um, he's a he's a busy winger. I like busy wingers, and he's one of them. But I think in this scenario, depend it depends where he's playing. Taylor May has he only got him as an emergency? Has he got him in the centre? Now, if he's in the centre, then yeah, definitely grab Aiken, um, top tier centre um, from sort of that second level centre in May. So. Uh, I actually think it's a good idea. Although, you know, we've said before, um, talking about picking t- uh, players in not very good teams, mm. the good players rise to the top. Where, and I see that's the same with Aitken here. So, um, yeah, I would pull the trigger on this trade. I actually really like it um, with Aitken being a top tier centre. Boys, with you and Aitken leaving next year, at what point does Stacey Jones, especially if they fall out of the, well, they literally have fallen out of the finals race, is there a point in the season, let's say four weeks to go, where you and Aiken doesn't get played anymore, Jay Warrior? I don't think so. I think Stacey Jones is still trying to sort of set his resume. He knows he's not there next year, so he, he'll just run the best team. He's got no interest in uh, looking after the future coach. I think Aiken's the best player. We'll want to finish strong, and uh, we'll need to win most of our games to make the top eight. Has there been any news by Cole? Is Stacey staying? I'm assuming Stacey's going to stay as an assistant. Uh, I haven't heard too much, to be honest, mate. Um, yeah, I, w- I would be surprised if he did leave um, or, you know, or not have anything to do with the coaching staff next, next year. So I think you'll probably see him uh, remain around and, 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 and help out and just help the new coach out and, and help him find his feet a bit. Yeah, I think so as well. Now, Jackie, let's go to Scott Fry. Jay Warrior, actually, we won't go to – we'll go to Scott Fry. Jay Warrior, I'm a warrior's life. Riding the Fafita roller coaster is nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Devonte, he's apologising. Don't apologise, mate. Get the questions in. Let's keep going. We'll do a few more before we go. Here we go. Ray, can my round two? Yeah, my head head matchup. Shane Basil Mara, get a shout out. Well, shout out to you, Shane Basil Mara. Hope you smash Ray too. I got no idea. Here we go. <laughs> Ray's back. All right, we'll go to this one. Oh, Devontae, he loves it. Jakey, I'm sitting at 898. He's going pretty good. Is it worth having a full-time? Oh, he's already done this one, hasn't he? I think we might be nearly done here tonight. Let's make sure that we've covered everyone's trades. Yeah, I think we've done tonight. But, boys, why don't we just go to a couple of questions from me. Give me, who is the player that you most want to upgrade for the run home? Jakey. Yeah, so this before, I think Mam's the one, in, I got Mam and RFM in my team in my best possible 17 at the moment, and both are not ideal. So I got 220k there, I can upgrade one of them, or I could cash out one and upgrade the other to like a genuine gun and play Tars in my, as in my 17. So I, I'm, I think I'm going to wait a week on, but if I want to, I think I think Mams want to really want to upgrade, but it's just not too many appealing options at the moment. I'd, I'll have to go to someone like a Marnie or a Brown, someone in that low 50s, high 40s, um, or I could wait a week and hopefully someone like a Jaden Braley drops down a little bit more. Yeah, uh, might be able to jump on him. So I'm still a wait and see. I might change my mind tomorrow. Yeah, nice. And who's the player that you most want to bring in? Who do you reckon? Like want to bring in? Yeah, yeah. Um, the one I don't have at the moment is DCE, and he's the one I really. I don't know how I'm going to get, get cash for him, but because I'm running Cleary and Moses in my halves at the moment, um, I'd really like 
Cherry Evans, but I'm not sure how I'm going to get the money for it. I may be able to yeah, do that ma'am out and upgrade RFM to him. I like it. Now, Matty Williams, sorry, mate, I missed it. And for some reason, all the questions from the top are just missing. So, Matty, if you're listening right now, do you mind putting your question in again? And we'll answer this before we actually leave. But, Jay Warrior, what same question I asked for Jakey. Who's the player you most want to punt out of the team and who's the kind of gun that you want to bring in? Yeah, I've got three players that are sort of at that high 400s, low 500s that probably need upgrading. So players like Jack Bird, who's done me good in the last few weeks, but is probably not going to be a keeper at their back end. Mm. I've got Ezra Mam, same sort of problem, but I've got to milk him till he's run out of all the cash he can make because I'm really running short on cash. I've got Joseph Sawali, but I'm probably prepared to keep him in that uh, low position on my table because he's that wing fullback, uh, wing centre cover. Um, so I've got a few options. And then I've got Jackson Hastings, who we didn't really discuss tonight. And for us suckers that have held on to him for so long, this week could be a massive week because if he can pull out a 50, we could end up looking like geniuses. You, okay, wait, wait, uh, hold on. You want, you want to run narratives right now on Jackson Hastings. We've been talking yeah. about him before. I know you've been drinking your Heineken. I could see it. What do you want to talk to him about? What do you want to say? Oh, I want to see him rack up 35 tackles and be that link man like Isaiah Yo that gets a few cheeky try assists, maybe a couple of line breaks, and scores a 55 this week. And I'll <laughs> just be just pumping. Jay Warrior is so light on trades. He's thinking that Jackson Hastings is going to become the best prop, uh, best lock in the world in one trading session. <laughs> Wow. Kyle, who's the guy that's most likely to punt out of your team and who's the gun that you most want on the run home, mate? Yeah, I, I'm gutted because I really wanted Cameron Murray knock it, knocked out last night because um, I was bringing him and Cook in this week and it's not going to happen now, unfortunately. Um, so I want to get rid of Ezra Mam and, and I'm a little bit like Jay Warrior. I've got I've got enough trades. I just don't have the cash at the moment and, and I've got a couple of guys there that aren't at a good enough price to cash down to generate enough cash. So I really got to milk Ezra Mam um, uh, a bit more and try and get as much out of him as I can. But the, the guy I'm really looking to go to is Cameron Murray. But I obviously this week I can't do it now. Mm, yeah, probably looking at Mitchell Moses kind of made me, I really wanted to punt him for some reason. But DCE would be the guy that I'd most likely to get. I just think between him and Munster, I'm just scared that Munster will get a bit of a rest on the way home. But... TCE, I don't see that happening. Got a few more questions before we depart, boys. William Roberts, he's after Hines and Teddy. After sorry, after Hines and Teddy, who's the best wing fullback? All right, guys, for me, well, it's going to be Latrell. Jakey? I'm completely, I think mine's a bit different to everyone else. I still think it's Pap. I think Pap's, he's still averaging 50. Even though he had a terrible score last week at 28, he, he was playing injured. And he missed out on a try that could have potentially pushed his score up to around that 40-45 mark. So I still think it's Pappenhausen. And Jay Warrior and Kyle, why are you both having Will Kennedy as your third best? Jay Warrior? <laughs> uh, there's a reason I've still got these beautiful locks on my head tonight because Chris Lewis can outscore Will Kennedy. <laughs> so, Hell, he's uh, never been playing. Hey... I guarantee you, I've scored more points from 
Chris Lewis this year than you have from Will Kennedy. You won't play Will Kennedy again. You're so scared that he's so terrible. I'm captaining him. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I agree with Jake. I think uh, Pappenhausen, we all know his gun qualities and the cream rises to the top. Um, so, yeah, I'm on the Pappy train. Nice. Kyle, who's your third best fullback? Yeah, I um, I got a uh, little Pappy in last week and I was quite disappointed in watching him. Um, I'm actually going to go Ruben Garrick. I think that he is going to be outstanding with DCE feeding him off the back again. He's already shown his class and how much uh, points he can score. He's got the goal kicking as well. Now, I think Manly are going to run home real hard, and I think uh, Ruben Garrick's going to be your third top scorer in the wing fullbacks. Nice. We've got four questions to go. I'll do this one quickly. Ant Hay, Caraz, the Latrell. Really love it. Massive upgrade there. Sean Doyle, what to do with Arpi? Arpi, I think, is a massive hold. If you've got him, I wouldn't be going after him buying. I think there's Cook and Grant as your top two, but Arpi's not a bad little pod as well. So I think if you have him, hold him. We'll go to this one. Jakey, Marcus or Lobo, which is Wolfie. Is a Joshy Curran worth a worth a go as a pod? No, not that he, I don't think he is now that he's playing second row. I think his average drops back to about 50 um, compared to when he's playing at lock. It's around 55, close to 60. So I, I think there's a lot of players around Curran's price, like your Barnett's Frizzells, who can probably average a little bit more than him at the same value. So probably not for me. The thing is, David Feed is probably going to be there at the same price next week, right? Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. I'm really keen on David Feed to see what he, see what he does this week. I've owned him in the past and I've really enjoyed it. So I'm, I'm getting itchy fingers again. Might jump on the wagon with you, my man. Okay, Kyle, Mike Patterson, Blake Braley or Reed Marnie? He wants one just in case Grant doesn't back up. So he's getting one. Who's your thoughts out of Blake and uh, Marnie? Well, yeah, that's tough. They're both very... Uh, they're both very similar in scoring and similar in the way they score points. I'd go Marnie because they're playing the Warriors. Nice. All right, final question of the night, and Matty's wrote his question, so I do apologise, Matty, for not seeing it before. Looking to trade both through... I'll start again. Looking to trade in Booth, I'm thinking that's Manu, and DCE. Stuck trading out Moses or Angus Crichton. I'm holding Cotter for hooker, mid-cover for the back end but we'll look to bring in one final mid and hooker in the next final weeks. As I'm holding two trades till the round 20 as emergency, thought on this as I'm a first-year knob. Matty, we've all been there in our first year, my man, so don't be too bad. But, boys, let's break this down. So he's only got two trades before round 20. Now, we've talked already, I think, about DCE and maybe waiting a week, considering how much influence he had on last night and backing up. I just don't think he needs to trade out Moses, and I don't think he needs to trade out Angus Crichton. So I think that's two covers there. Jake, I'll start with you. Cotter's probably the one that we need to cover here because Cotter's still not back for us. I saw a bit of a video there. Did you watch that video, the update from the Cowboys last week? And Oh, no, I haven't seen it yet, actually. No, what are they, what are yeah, they so they're probably they're thinking around 1920, but he looked pretty good in the gym. But the thing is, his reoccurrence rate for that hamstring is quite high because it's only just been done as well. And I think at that price, because where did Cotter? Cotter's nearly topped out at eight hundred grand, hasn't he? Seven fifty-eight. He's missed a lot of points by holding him, and he might miss some more points by holding him a couple more weeks. If he was going to do this, the only way I would do this is to DCE. Thoughts? Yeah, I like that. Um, I think Moses and Crichton are definitely both holds. Both of them, I think, can average over fifty in their current roles. So I'd definitely be holding those two. If you can find the money for that Cotter to DC, I'd definitely do it. Um, yeah, 
I'm not sure about Cotter because Cotter, like hamstring injuries can linger as well. So um, I'd definitely be upgrading this week because you're going to get those points this week um, for that instead of having a red dot in Cotter. Yeah, for sure. Kyle, thoughts? Would you trade out Cotter? Yeah, yeah, I, I would have traded him out a while ago. I, I definitely wouldn't have held him this long. Um, this is a time of the year where it's real important that if you've got guys with that, you know, at that, at that price doing nothing, you really are missing out on, on quite a lot of points. And this is definitely a time of the year where he probably should have been upgraded um, quite a while ago, unfortunately. But yeah, if he can go to DC, I like it. If he doesn't have the coin, you could look at going to Harry Grant. Like it. Joe Warrior, finish us off, mate. Cotter, what would you do with him? Yeah, I think Kyle uh, took the words right out of my mouth. Oh, I better not keep going with that song. Um, so, yeah, no, I agree. But he, it looks like he needs hooker cover. So just do one trade because if you make two trades this week and then Cleary doesn't come back from Bali, he gets detained or whatever happens. And then <laughs> What's your obsession? What, what is your obsession tonight with Cleary going to, to Bali? What's that about? It's a bit random, isn't it? You, you nip off to Bali for a week in the middle of a rugby league season. It's just, When's he going to Bali? Know. I heard he, he's gone. What do you mean? He's on the plane yeah. this morning. Yeah, with that, his Panthers teammates. Is that true? Yeah. <laughs> yes, that's what I read as well. Are you sure? Let's Google this. Cleary going to Bali. Are you sure, boys? That doesn't sound right. Yeah. You so probably get you a big photo to... of you get a photo of big Nads in his big scrap last time he was here, probably. Oh, hold on, he might be right. Hold on, Sydney, Sydney Morning Herald. Cleary packs bags for Bali. That's interesting. Well, the Sharkies have got him. Next week is Sharks versus Penrith on Saturday. He better be back on. He can stay there. He can stay there. We'll smash him. That's interesting. I thought you were, why, are you the chaperone, are you, Jay Warrior? No, I've never been to Bali. It's a real Aussie thing, isn't it? It's a very Aussie thing, mate. I've been a few times. Jackie, you been up Bali? Yeah, I went there once, got the barley belly, so I didn't enjoy that. So hopefully he doesn't bring that back to the rest of his teammates because I've got three of them at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> well, ladies and gentlemen, that was the live Q&A. Thank you for joining us this week. We'll be back on the Sunday wrap. Might be at an interesting time because there is a Sunday night game, so we'll have to work out between all the boys what time we're actually going to do that. But, boys, thanks for your thoughts. Jakey, don't go well tomorrow because the Sharks is going to smash you. <laughs> You owe me one, mate. I'm keen to see the the Cowboys just put in a real solid defensive effort, win by two points, and, yes, stay up top in that top two. Mate, surely after your little upset from last night, it won't go back-to-back and the Sharks get upset as well. Surely. I don't know. I'm feeling pretty confident after that. The boys will be revved up after seeing all their players play Origin. They'll they'll, They'll be hyped up for the game. I like this one. James Gilbert, full credit to the boys. Great way to finish here, James. <laughs> thanks for that comment. But, Kyle, thanks for your debut on the live chat, mate. It was great to get your thoughts tonight, mate. Yeah, all good. No, no worries. It was um, it was good just running off the cuff tonight instead of having to plan. So, um, yeah, it was, it was good. Thanks, guys. And Jay Warrior, lucky last, mates. Stay on the Ironicans and stay out of Bali. Thanks <laughs> for your thoughts tonight, mate. Yeah. Nah, and uh, it's Good news for the Warriors this week because we're playing Parramatta and we know they go win-loss, win-loss. So, uh, yeah, up up the Warriors this week. Oh, we'll finish on this one for you, Dwayne. Up the Warriors, top eight, here we come. Yes. There you go. Yeah, boy. All right, guys, ladies and gentlemen, you stay safe out there. Have a great NRL fantasy round and we'll check you on Sunday for the wrap. But we'll catch you then.